0: Welcome to Thursday's new awesome format of an episode, okay? I'm loving it. I've received really good feedback. Also, I have my retainers in right now, so don't mind my S sounds. Um, Okay, what is happening in this episode? So in this episode, I am going to give my thoughts on euphoria so far, inventing Anna uh which is on Netflix Euphoria is on HBO I am going to share a hilarious story about being embarrassed because my husband came home as I was watching Euphoria and it was an embarrassing part of the show not embarrassing it was awkward and I'm a grown woman and he's my husband and it was still awkward um and he was like what the heck are you watching so that was that was nice um some random thoughts about the mental load of planning fricking weekend activities. I realize that that is a thing that I do all the time and my husband is content to just stay at home. And I feel like I need to plan all these things all the time. And it's so much research and like, uh, talk about that. Talk about why it's uncomfortable for me to say the word penis in an episode. Um, I tell the story of our date night in Toronto, which was pretty special and romantic. I'm saying romantic and being sarcastic because you'll see why. And then I give my review of Atlas of the Heart and discuss lots of my own experiences that reading that book made me think about. So that's what you're going to get in this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello. It is Thursday afternoon, I guess. Um, I have a few things that I wanted to talk about. First of all, yesterday, my husband got called into the hospital um, right after bath time. So Milo had his bath and he left. And so I put my little bed, he was a perfect little angel, which was really great for me. I came downstairs and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch the next episode of Euphoria, which was episode three. And I remember now looking back in hindsight, I remember listening to an episode of The Morning Toast and they were talking about Euphoria and saying how there was this one part that was like so crazy and they like time stamped it in case people wanted to go see and I was like, it was something about a micro P. Okay. And I'm not going to say the word because if you're like me and you listen to podcasts all the time, maybe there's kids in the car, like maybe you're sitting with your parents or something. I don't know. And then these weird words are coming out of it. Not weird. I shouldn't say weird. It's just anatomy, but you know what I mean? And then people are like, oh my God, what are you listening to? So I'll just say it was a micro P, which I know what that is because my husband's a urologist. Um, so anyways, so odd. So I'm watching the show by myself, you know, having my alone time. And of course, right at that moment, it's like a scene that's probably a few minutes long, so uncomfortable to watch, even by myself. And I was like, like, it's just crazy. I can't believe this is a show and it's about teenagers. Anyways, I'm sitting there and I don't want to explain what it is because I'm not that kind of podcast. Um, you can probably Google it and it'll tell you. Um, so anyways, I'm sitting there and my husband texts me and he's like, okay, I'm I'm close to the house because he always lets me know because I have to put the dogs in their houses so that they don't go crazy and bark when he walks in the door and wake up Milo. So I'm like, okay, so I put the dogs in their houses, and I'm like sitting by the dogs waiting for my husband to come in, and of course, it's this part, okay? It's a few minutes long, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so... Like, I'm even embarrassed, and it's my frickin' husband that is coming in the room, and... I'm like, I give him a warning before he even comes in the living room. And like the remote is on the other side of the living room. So I'm sitting with the dogs on the other side and I don't want to leave them because then they're going to bark. So I'm like, babe, just like, never mind what I'm watching right now. Okay. And he's like, uh, okay. And he walks into the room and he's like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, I know. I'm like, this show is like crazy, but it's really good, but it's just so far out there for how I grew up and what my high school experience was like. So I cannot relate and it is quite shocking. So anyways, that happened to me last night, like being embarrassed that my husband comes in when I'm watching this (laughs) show. So that's euphoria. I will Probably watch episode four soon. I have a hard time binge watching shows because I just don't have the time to sit and watch. I'm like a busybody during the day. So while I do have time and I make my own schedule, I can't just sit and watch a show. Like there's no way in hell I have to be doing stuff. So I only really watch an episode here or there when Milo goes to bed. So that's that. Um, another show that my husband and I started watching is inventing Anna or Anna and I told you guys about this I don't know if I did on Instagram like the girl who was pretending to be this big socialite in New York City and when Milo was a newborn I like read the whole article in the middle of the night while I was breastfeeding all about this girl and it was so good um I couldn't believe it. And then so when I heard Netflix was putting out a show based on this story, I was so excited. So I had... Here's the issue, okay? A lot of people told me they binge watched the show. It was really good. They loved it. Now... I have these crazy high expectations of the show because I read that article years ago and I was obsessed with it. It was such a well-written article. It was so long. It was so detailed. It was so good. It was like a mini novel and I loved it. And so I had these major expectations of what this show was going to be and also what it could be because I know the whole story and I had already kind of played it out in my mind it's kind of like when people read a book first and then they watch the movie based on the book and they're like the movie sucks but everybody else is like oh this movie is amazing like it's kind of like that like I had this show built up in my head already and it just does not deliver at all Like, my husband and I were on the second or third episode, and we turned it off. I was like, this show, I want to know the story. Like, show me the story of freaking Anna Delvey. Like, I don't care about this reporter. The whole show is about this freaking reporter who's just trying to get the story. It's so irritating. So anyways, I don't like the way they framed the show. Like, it's in the future and the the reporter is trying to get the story to write like no just tell the freaking story oh anyways i'm going to continue watching it because maybe it gets better i don't know but i am not impressed so far so as i keep watching euphoria and inventing anna i will keep letting you know what i think so that is my little tv um chat This morning, you probably saw on Instagram, I tried to get dressed. I've been buying, like, clothes that I think are cool and in style. So, you know, jeans that are not skinny jeans and that are baggy and ripped and loose and whatever. They look amazing on other people. And I think they look really good on me. The problem is, for me, that now that it's winter and I have to wear boots with the jeans, I just feel like I look like a tool. Um, and so this morning I was having a mini crisis because I was going to the dentist and then home And so I FaceTime my sister and I was like, you have to tell me if this looks stupid or not. Like, I feel like someone else could wear the exact same thing. And I would be like, Oh, sweet outfit. I love it. But because I put it on, I feel stupid. And my sister was like, I think it's fine. Like it wasn't a super encouraging, you know, like comment. I was like, oh my God. And I said, screw it. I don't care. I'm just wearing it. And so I wore it. And then at the dentist, um, my dentist was like, oh, cool docs, like my boots. And I was like, oh, thanks. So I don't know. I am like, I never know how to get dressed anymore. I never know. It's like I was dressing so nice when I had to before quarantine and then the pandemic happened. I never left the house. The styles completely changed and now I just don't know how to get dressed. If it's not leggings and a t-shirt, I I don't know what to wear or like a big baggy like sweater, whether it be knitted or just like a cotton crew neck. (laughs) I don't know what to wear. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm going to keep just wearing what I see other people wear that I like and just hope that it looks the same way on me. So that's what I wanted to get off my chest right now. Um, I am leaving to pick up Milo in 45 minutes. So I'm going to chill for a moment because I was up at three in the morning last night with raging ovulation pain. Okay, it's the worst when it happens at night because it will literally wake me up. I was searching for a Motrin. I took that and then I put the heating pad on and eventually fell back asleep. But what a nightmare. So I'm a little bit tired now. I'm going to make a smoothie for the ride to daycare. And that's that on that. So until next time, guys. Adios, amigos. I just laid in bed for like two hours with my eyes closed. It's Saturday, it's quarter to three in the afternoon. We had such an energetic morning. We went sliding outside, people call it sledding, I call it sliding. Um, We had a 90s dance party and Milo and my husband were just watching TV. And I'm such a busy body on the weekends. Like I need to be doing something. But sometimes I'm tired. But mentally I want to be doing something. But physically I don't feel like doing anything. It's like a terrible place to be in. It's so frustrating. And I can't, I have a hard time relaxing. So anyways, I just came upstairs, laid in my bed and closed my eyes for like two hours crazy. That never happens. So anyways, now I'm exhausted though. You know, when you like nap too long and you wake up and you don't even know what day it is and you're all like discombobulated, that's how I feel. I'm going to go make myself my special smoothie with blueberries. Um, maybe drink my athletic greens. We have to go to the grocery store to get a few things. But yeah, last night, my husband and I started watching Bel Air and I wasn't expecting to like it. I had seen the previews for it a few times on, I don't even know where I saw them on TV or something. And what it is, it's like a remake of Fresh Prince, but it's like a drama kind of instead of like, it's not a sitcom at all. It's like a drama so it starts off with Will at home in Philadelphia and then he gets um got in one little fight and my mom gets scared. Like so that actually all happens and then he gets on the plane to go stay with his aunt and uncle in Bel Air. And like it's really cool. I wasn't expecting to like it. And I didn't love the beginning until he got to LA or to bel-air and then i started really liking it so we only watched one episode last night it was an hour long and we're gonna watch the second one tonight so yeah i'm really liking that show um it's on showtime in canada so we were just watching it on demand and i think in the states it's on peacock which is like the nbc streaming platform so yeah that's all for now talk to you guys later. Just wanted to pop on here quickly. It is Sunday evening. We had the busiest day, probably because yesterday I got mad at my husband because I told him that I feel like if I didn't plan things or like suggest that we do things on the weekend, we never like my husband would be happy to just sit at home. And just like dink around the house. Um, I'm a busybody. So those two things tend to clash. And he'll be like chilling on the couch with Milo. And I'm like pacing around the house. Like wanting to do something. But then I feel guilty if I go do something by myself. So like I want them to come and do something with me. Oh my god, it's like a whole thing. So anyways... Today we left the house fairly early, like after breakfast, got ready, and we went to Chapters, or Indigo, which is like the Canadian version of, what's that big bookstore in the States again? I forget. Frick! Anyways, um, it's like the big bookstore and they have like a big kids section, so we went there. And then we went to this massive grocery store that just conveniently happened to have this like delicious bakery right as you walk in. So we got Milo this massive donut and we did our groceries and then we went out for lunch. Then we went to Roots and then we went home. So like by the time we got home, it was 2.30. But okay, the point of this message is why like... I realized that that is part of the mental load that I carry is like, you know, on Friday afternoon, I was researching like ski hills and like looking up how much it costs and do we have to reserve a specific time and like doing all of this research just so that we can go and do something on Saturday. And then I decided I didn't want to go skiing. So. Because it's like two hundred dollars, and with a toddler, we could get there, and he like doesn't like the color of his skis or something, so he wants to leave. Like you never know what's gonna happen. So I was like, okay, never mind, not going skiing. Um, skiing is apparently a rich person's sport. We will just go find a hill and slide down it. So now I'm researching hills. Like where can you go sliding, not tobogganing. Okay, I call it sliding. um where can you go in the area like checking out all the hills and like if I didn't do these things I feel like we would never do anything so anyways I realized that in the last few days and it made me irritated and annoyed so my husband better start planning some shit and it's not like I don't want to be like I'm the one that plans everything and then so he's like okay what do you want to do no that's the whole point you figure it out anyways that's my beef right now so um but yeah i do want to point out that it's not called tobogganing a toboggan is like a specific thing that you slide down a hill on so yes if i had an actual toboggan then it would be tobogganing but i am just sliding on a crazy carpet so i'm sliding down the frickin' hill anywho okay I'm going to go watch a show now. 90 Day Fiance. Woo woo. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. Okay, Monday morning, I just wanted to hop on here quickly and say, last night, I woke up in the middle of the night, I couldn't fall back asleep. And this is the time when I always think about random SHIT, like the most random stuff. So last night, I'm trying to fall back asleep, but I'm ruminating about how ridiculous it is that I couldn't say penis on the podcast. Do you believe this? And so... In my mind, I was like, why, like, our culture and society is so weird when it comes to the human body and, like, we make everything sexual and we sexualize everyone's bodies. And then it made me think about when I was living in Italy and traveled, like, to Germany and went to a bunch of different, like, spas, so often in the spas, in the saunas, 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 whatever, you weren't allowed to wear a bathing suit. So some people would wrap the towel around them because if you wear a wet bathing suit on the wood benches, it'll destroy the wood over time. So a lot of the times there was like a sign, you no bathing suits allowed. So people would wrap a towel around them or for the most part, people who were from Europe would just be buck naked. Okay. And My friend and I were in this spa in Heidelberg, Germany, and we were so uncomfortable because this young guy, he was probably 25, 28, I don't know, and his girlfriend just like walk into the sauna where we were buck naked. And like, we we are like dying inside, but really, we're the ones that have a problem. Like, we are the ones that are messed up because it's just a human body. And it drives me nuts. So anyways, that's what I was thinking about last night. I couldn't fall back asleep. I was like, why can't I just... Like, why is it bad to say the word penis? Like, why would I think that I couldn't say that on the podcast? Like, why is that uncomfortable? And it's weird because I'm so all about using the proper words with Milo. And we never, like, refer to it as, like, a pee-pee or, like, you know, anything else. It's, like, his penis. And... I have no issues saying it like within the family, like that. But on the podcast, I'm like, oh, people are gonna think it's weird if I say penis. Like, what? It's so weird. Why are we so weird? Anyways, okay, that's all I had to say. Okay, while I wait for my soup that I just made to cool down so I can eat it without permanently damaging the inside of my mouth. I will tell you guys the story of our date night, okay? Um, For us to be able to go downtown, stay in a hotel overnight, we have to really plan it out, obviously, because we have a child, but my mom has to come up from Northern Ontario and stay the night with Milo, so it's like a whole thing. It's not like we can just, you know... One of our parents lives down the street and they can come stay over anytime. It's like this whole planned out thing. So for the last couple years, every time we have tried to plan a weekend where we can stay in a hotel and stay downtown, it gets ruined. Either Milo's sick, I'm sick, my mom's sick, or there's a massive snowstorm so she can't drive up. Like, never fails so I was shocked that we even got to go to do the date night in the first place now we were going to go for our date night leaving Saturday morning go shopping um check into the hotel go for dinner so I had made a reservation at Lee which is a restaurant in the entertainment district in Toronto and I've always wanted to try it um So I booked the reservation like well in advance. It was a little bit away from our hotel, but I was like, whatever, we can just Uber there. Or if it's nice, like we can walk. It was like a 20-minute walk, I think. Um, But in the winter, probably not going to walk. So I booked that reservation and everything was looking good. My mom came down, super excited. We went to a mall before we... Drove right into downtown because I wanted to go shopping, and it's like so enjoyable to just go shopping without a child with you. It's truly unbelievable. Like yesterday, we went to Indigo, which is like the big Barnes and Noble here in Canada, and I was like, Oh, Milo, look! Like, I wanted to go look at the house stuff, and they had these cute cushions that were like the shape of a ball, they were all fuzzy look, like, come look at the pillow with mommy. He's like, no, like just pulling me towards the kids section. And so I didn't even get to look at anything I wanted to look at. So annoying. So I was very excited to go shopping and just be free and try stuff on and look at everything and touch everything. It was very exciting. So my husband and I leave the house. We go there, go to the mall. It's a beautiful day. And of course the day before our date night, I got My period. Of course. Because why wouldn't I? So annoying. And so usually the first day that I get it is the heaviest and then it like slows down from there. But for some reason, the first day it wasn't as heavy as the second. So we go to the mall. I change my tampon before we left the house. So it's like a 25 minute drive to the mall go to the mall and obviously I'm wearing like the super plus tampons because I had a baby and my period's heavy all of a sudden since having a child. So super plus tampon, go to the mall, walking around and I'm like, oh, I have to go pee because I had a latte in the car on our way there. So by the time we got to the mall, I had to really pee. So we find a bathroom right away. I go pee, leave the bathroom. And usually when I go pee, this might be TMI, but I like squeeze the string of the tampon to see if like there's any signs of blood. Cause then if there is, I'll change the tampon, nothing. So, okay, great. So go back. We're in H and M walking around and I'm like, I think I need to go to the bathroom again. Like something's happening. And my husband's like, what? I'm like, I I'm either bleeding my own blood, like all over the place or I did not like dry off the string after going pee. So again, TMI. But if I pee and I have a tampon in, I will like take toilet paper and squeeze the string so that it's not wet from pee. Like do other people hold it out of the way? Maybe that's a good idea and a good way to go. Um, I had a friend in elementary school that would take her tampon out every time. No, not elementary school in high school, like early years of high school. She would take her tampon out every time she went pee because she thought it was the same hole. So anyways, um, maybe I'll start like holding the string out as I pee now. So then I won't run into this problem. But so that's what I do. I'm like trying to explain to my husband that either I peed and like the string is just wet from going pee or like I'm leaking blood all over the place. And I even asked him, I was like, you you should like guess which one it is because we were on our way to the bathroom at this point and he was like I'm guessing the string is just wet like from going pee and I'm like okay I don't know which is in my mind I was hoping that's what it was because I literally just went pee and checked and there was nothing so like did it all of a sudden start like gushing out I don't know anyways so I go to the bathroom check and yeah bleeding through my underwear Onto my jeans, like my jeans have a blood mark on them, but luckily it was like right in between my legs. So you couldn't see it if I was, you know, just walking around. If that had happened, if I was sitting down, you probably would be able to see it on my butt. Like, oh my God. So that was the start of our date night. I'm like walking around the mall with bloody jeans. So I changed my tampon, put on like a panty liner thing and just kept going on our merry way so then we leave them all and because they were doing the protest thing the convoy protest people came to downtown toronto that day we didn't think we were going to be affected but the police were blocking off all the roads to get into the like the downtown core because they didn't want people driving in and protesting like setting up their cars to get in the way and protest So I'm like, oh my God. So the GPS is not like it knows some of the roads that are blocked, but not all of them. So we keep trying to go the way the GPS is telling us. But then every time we go to take a turn, a cop is there blocking the road. So we're slowly making our way away from where the hotel is because all the roads are blocked off with police. So I'm like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? We're like a two minute drive from the hotel at this point, but all the roads are blocked. So finally we pull up and like I rolled down my window to be able to speak to a police officer. And we were like, we need to get to our hotel. We can't get there. And keep in mind, like the drive to our hotel was from the mall was supposed to be like 25 minutes, not even like 20 minutes. And it ended up taking us an hour because it's like traffic and it was a nightmare. So I tell the cop, police officer that we are trying to get to our hotel we have a reservation and so he makes me like show him the reservation email on my phone before he'll let us through so luckily we had that he let us through we go to the hotel and now we realize that we can't go to our restaurant reservation because we would have to go through all these roads that are blocked and like if you're in an uber it's going to be a nightmare. Like we're not going to be able to go. So don't get to go to the restaurant that I wanted to go to. And instead we just find, cause keep in mind, this is like the, the Saturday before Valentine's day. So all the restaurants are totally booked up. Luckily we find a reservation at a keg nearby at 9 30 PM. Like, are you kidding me? That's when I go to bed. But anyways, I was a, a champion, a true champion, and I made it to the reservation. We go, we have a dinner, get back to the hotel. Um, my husband was like, oh, we should go to the lobby bar and have more drinks. And I was like, mm, don't really feel like it. Like I'm stuffed to the brim with food and I don't feel like drinking more because I'm so full. So we stay at the hotel. We like are watching some TV. Um, I made a tea. Because my stomach was so full of food. I was like, I need a tea. And then we go to go to bed. I go to use my Bose sleep ear pod thingies that make like white noise in your ears. And I also brought my sound machine that I sleep with every night. Because I know my husband is going to snore and make sounds when he's sleeping. Which drives me insane. And I can't sleep. So I put the earbuds in and they're not connecting to the app. Like not connecting. I troubleshoot. I do everything it tells you to do not connecting we can't find your earbuds nearby blah 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 and I was like raging so my husband's like what are you doing because like I had the light on and I was trying to connect them I'm like I'm trying to connect these stupid things so they didn't connect and I was like screw it so I turned the sound machine on turn off the light try and fall asleep and literally within seconds of me turning off the light my husband starts Like rage, rage. So I literally, I'm like, I'm not even waking him up. Like usually I would wake him up and make him go sleep somewhere else because in this hotel room, it was like a one bedroom hotel room. So we had like a living room area that had a pull out couch and like a door to the bedroom part. So I was like, I'm not even waking him up. Like I'm so fucking pissed. So I go into the living room part, take all the cushions off the couch, like from behind so that the the couch part is bigger. I didn't need like a pullout couch. So I'm looking everywhere in the hotel for extra blankets to sleep on the couch. Cannot find a single thing, nothing and i'm so pissed so i put on my leggings i put on my socks i put on a sweater and i go to the bathroom and put on a big robe like the big terry cloth robes and i just like get comfy on the couch grab my canada goose winter jacket and like throw it on top of me and that's how i slept in like a blackout rage so that was our date night. Um, super romantic. And in the morning, my husband, like, comes out to where I was sleeping and he was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was our date night. Um, looking forward to our next date night and hopefully we can have a little bit more of an enjoyable experience. But I think my soup is, um, cooled down now, so that's our date night story. Hope you guys enjoyed. Okay, it seems as though it is recording. So let's do this. I have my little mini microphone. Um, this is the portion of the podcast where I'm just going to talk a little bit about Atlas of the Heart, which is Brené Brown's new book. Um To be honest, I thought this was gonna be similar to some of her other books and it was really quite different. It's more of a reference book than a book that you have to read front to back in order. If that makes sense. It's kinda like a coffee table book, a reference book, so if you, you know, wanna learn more about a specific emotion or a feeling, you go to that section and read it over. It is very valuable information, but I just didn't find it. It's not like I sat there and read it front to back like her other books. I just was kind of looking at different emotions that I was more interested in. So the point of the book is to provide us with the proper language, to be able to name experiences, which is huge for me and motherhood. Um, being able to communicate with your partner why you feel a certain way. Um, reflecting on your own feelings, like, Oh, I felt this way during that situation. That's peculiar. Like, why did I feel that way? Um, and really understanding where those feelings came from and being able to identify the feelings. Um, so oftentimes when I do a TikTok or I talk about something on social media or in the podcast, so many people are like, oh my God, I feel the exact same way, but I didn't know how to explain it or I didn't know how to put into words what I was feeling. I get that comment all the time. So this book is really, you know, she put it out there to help people with exactly that. And I think my background in psychology and just all the specific training that I've done with regard to like defense mechanisms and reflective functioning, especially reflective functioning um, and attachment and just psychology in general. That is why I have the tools to be able to identify feelings and and why I feel that way. So anywho, um I just want this won't be very long, but I just wanted to point out some of the um emotions and things that I looked into in the book. So she kind of differentiates um between stress and being overwhelmed. So stress is when the demand on you is more than your capacity. And I love that definition of it. It's like you have more that you need to get done than you are capable of doing. And I think that is really um like applies to motherhood because You know, if it were up to us, we would do a million different things and do them perfectly and, you know, do all the Pinterest things and have a perfect nursery and whatever it might be. Our kids dressing perfectly. So it's like we put this demand on us that is more than our capacity. Like, And it's helpful to let go of that kind of perfectionism and, you know, The desire to do things that are not necessary. Um, but yeah, it can be difficult. And I think social media and, you know, how we live our lives now is not helpful for that kind of desire to want to do all these things. Um, but I always say, you know, we see people on social media who have these specific niches, whether it be like cooking or healthy baking or Fashion, home style, whatever it might be, and we want to be all of those things. Yet, all of these people like that is their priority, that is their job in most cases. And yet, we want to be all of these different niches. Um, yeah. So, anywho, um, anxiety. I loved the section on anxiety. So tension, worried thoughts, physical reaction. I always describe anxiety to my husband because he doesn't get it. I always say, like, you know the feeling you have when you're about to rear-end the car in front of you and it, like, flushes over your body? That is what anxiety feels like for me, except it doesn't go away. It's not like that quick flood. It, like, stays there. And for me, I don't usually have like rationally in my mind, I'm like, hey, this is fine. I'm not anxious about it. Like it's going to be fun, whatever it might be. But my physical reaction, I cannot control. Like just like that feeling of dread, even though in my mind, I'm like, Renee, it's fine. Like it's not a big deal. Um, so yeah, I have lots of the physical, um, you know, like symptoms of anxiety and not so much the worried thoughts uh part of it. But of course everyone is gonna be different with how they how their anxiety presents. I'm also on medication, anxiety medication, and I have been for years, which has been like life changing. So there's that as well. Um so something else in the anxiety section I loved the quote by Dr. Harriet Lerner, and it says, less vulnerable in the short term, but will never make you less afraid. So what she means by that is when you avoid things that make you anxious. So in the moment, it is going to be a relief. And for me, this is like trying to get out of public speaking things in school, like any way possible. I would avoid taking a class in grad school if it had a presentation component of it. And then eventually I just couldn't get away from it because in grad school you always have to present something. Um, so yeah, thank you um, drugs for getting me through that. Not like, I mean like prescribed drugs. Uh, but yeah, so if you avoid things that make you anxious, it will leave you less vulnerable in the short term but it will never make you less afraid if anything you're going to feed the anxiety and it's going to make it worse in the end Um, and then she explains how the feeling of dread makes you feel exhausted and I can relate to that because every time I would have major episodes of anxiety you are absolutely exhausted afterwards. Like it sucks the life right out of you. Um, usually if I would have a presentation in school, I would take clonazepam before it. So obviously that's contributing to the tiredness as well because I'm in such a heightened state when I take the clonazepam that it just puts me at like a level, like a good level to be able to present and like function and not be so absolutely anxious. But then afterwards, once that anxiety, um, the thing that is causing the anxiety is over and it's done with and you feel like this major sense of relief, then all of a sudden you're exhausted. And usually I would just like go home and nap. Um, So, yeah, I loved the um, section on comparison and she calls it a creativity killer. And this was so interesting because. A lot of people ask, like, oh, like, who do you follow? Like, what mom content do you consume? What mom podcasts do you listen to? And honestly, none. None. I do not like consuming the kind of content that I put out at all, which is so, it's interesting, but I wonder if other creators feel the exact same way. And I noticed recently that TikTok changed the algorithm So I'm starting to get like all content that is similar to mine or it's like mom content and I
1: hate
0: it because I don't, I don't know. I don't like it at all and it makes you question what you're doing and like, oh, should I do something on this and blah, blah, blah. So I can see where it, yes, it is a creativity killer and I prefer to just consume content that has nothing to do with the kinds of things that I talk about. What usually I find very helpful is when I consume content that is under the umbrella of like mental health or self-improvement, whatever it might be, I am able to pick pieces from that content and tailor it specifically to my own experiences and experiences that a lot of us moms share. So yes, comparison is terrible. And then at the same time, I am so focused on what I'm doing that I don't want to care about what other people are doing that are in my space, like my, um, like under the umbrella of what I do as well. And so you can feel very defeated when you look at what other people are doing and it sucks because it takes away from the positives and the growth that you're accomplishing. So it's really, really, Difficult and it's hard to avoid on social media, especially when the freaking algorithm changes. Um, okay, she has a section on resentment. Page 33 has a really good definition. Let me just, I want to read what the definition is, okay? Because I really liked it. So, definition of resentment. Um, okay, resentment is the feeling of frustration, judgment, Anger, better than and or hidden envy related to perceived unfairness or injustice. It's an emotion that we often experience when we fail to set boundaries or ask for what we need or when expectations let us down because they were based on things we can't control like what other people think, what they feel, or how they're going to react. Love that definition. Um, So a good example when she talks about resentment is she says, it's not your lack of work. Like let's pretend this is being said between like partners or like parents. It's not your lack of work. It's my lack of rest that is making me resentful. Let that sink in. It's not that you're not doing more. It's that I'm doing too much. You see how that, you see how that goes? I loved that. Um, okay, let's see. Just a couple more. Um, disappointment, unmet expectations. Oh my God, I talk about expectations all the time. It is huge. Um, she also talks about unexamined and unexpressed Expectations. So these are, you know, situations where you don't even realize that you have these expectations. And the best example I can give is when it was quarantine and all of a sudden I was like thrown into this stay at home mom life that I was not, you know, doing before. Milo was going to daycare full time and I was doing school stuff. Um, So yeah, thrown into stay at home mom life plus the pandemic on top of that, which means like you can't even socialize with anybody. You're stuck at home. Nothing's open. You can't take your kid anywhere. It was terrible. Parks are not open. Like you name it. So I had these unexamined and unexpressed expectations that when my husband would come home, like my whole life would change. And when it was the weekend, my entire life would change for some reason. Like all of a sudden I would be like living on an island, sipping margaritas, enjoying life. But no, we were still in a pandemic. And I, you know, the only real difference was that now my husband was home, but I put all these expectations unknowingly on him coming home. And then I would get pissed off. Like I would wait all day for him to come home. So excited. Like, Oh my God, my life's going to be so different when he walks through that door. And then he'd come through the door and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, how was your day? And nothing would fucking happen. It was like, okay. And then I would be grumpy and I'm like, why am I grumpy? And it's like, Oh, because I had these unexpressed and unexamined expectations. Um, And then it would be the worst when it was Saturday morning and he would get up, start like organizing the recycling, making pancakes, like whatever it might be. And I'm still doing what I've been doing all week, having zero relief because now my husband's doing house stuff, which on paper looks good, but it's not because I have these expectations that I I'm going to be able to go do something else. Like my life is going to be different. So anywho, lots of communication solved that issue. I talk about that example a lot um, and how really what we started to do was on Fridays or Thursdays discuss how we felt, how we wanted the weekend to go. Like what did my husband want to get done? What did I want to get done? What did we want to do as a family? And that kind of solved that issue. So I'm gonna leave it there. Um, obviously, the March's book is an American marriage. It's a novel, so it will be a little bit different. Once when I go to review it, I've already read it. I loved it, but I do have some things I want to chat about. Um, I was expecting the ending to be a little bit different. So yeah, um, so that's March's book, An American Marriage. If you want to read it and give me your feedback on it, that would be great. So I hope you guys are enjoying this new format of the podcast. I much prefer to record this way just as I go about my week, turning on my phone and recording in the moment. Um, It's easier. It's much more, you know, like I don't forget to talk about things because I can just record it right away. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening and I hope everybody has a great weekend and that our children all sleep and don't wake up at 5 a.m.